what's up you guys i'm angel the stranger and welcome to my podcast the stranger sessions real quick before we start i just wanted to make sure you guys know that you have the freedom to have your own opinions and convictions i'm just here to share what i believe what i've learned and what i've found in the bible if you could please leave me a review on apple podcasts and if you'd like to contact me head over to my website thestrangersessions.com I post every Wednesday at 12 p.m. on my podcast and whenever I feel like it on my website. But there's a lot of posts on there, so go check that out. Um, Otherwise, live differently and enjoy another session. Hey, you guys. What's up? Um, Today, I'm going to be doing uh, an interesting subject that I know that I've wanted to do before um it's kind of going to be like kind of a mishmash of different types of subjects um but basically I've been thinking about this a lot lately so um I do a lot of posts about what you like where I stand regarding this regarding that and I I give a lot of things like like bible verses that tell you kind of like what you should maybe do regarding those things um and I've tried adding like to the beginning of my podcast like remember your own convictions your own opinions I'm not telling you what you have to do to be saved um you don't like if you listen to a song that is not necessarily good that doesn't automatically mean you're not saved anyway so I've just been thinking about this like how I keep I I honestly feel like a lot of my podcast sessions kind of display the rules I think Christians should follow. And that's honestly really not what my, um, what's it called? Like, my idea is. This is not, that's not my point, is not to give you guys a bunch of rules, um, that you have to follow because you're Christians. Uh, so I wanted to talk about that today, like, Um, because Paul talks a lot about liberty, Christian liberty, because when Jesus died for our sins, he basically put the new covenant, which took away the old covenant. Um, the old covenant was all the laws. Don't do this, do this, 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 this. Um, and when he died for us, he basically took away the laws that we were, or the Jews were at least in bondage under. Um, so I'm going to talk about this because my pastor has been talking about it a lot and I've been thinking about it a lot. Like, um, like, do you guys think that when I tell you guys, like, what is better to listen to rather than, um, it, regarding music, like when I tell you my, where I stand, do you guys feel like I'm giving you a bunch of rules that you feel like you have to follow? Because that is not what I'm trying to do, um. So yeah, so let's dive in a little bit about this. Basically, it's basic, uh, basically, 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 (laughs) um, I just, like, rules versus freedoms. So, like, where do you stand in the middle? If you're not a Jew who is following the covenant, the, the law, like, you're not trying to live by the law every single day, but you're not just this crazy person who lives life in the world and of the world, but calls yourself saved, right? So where do you stand in between? It's really a huge 
gray area, and I talk about that a lot, how a lot of things are just really huge gray areas. Um, so yeah, um, my pastor has been talking about this lately because he's been going through Galatians, and Galatians, uh, in the Galatian church, I learned about this in my Bible, but I do believe that they accepted Jesus um, from Paul. Well, Paul preached Jesus to them, and they accepted it quickly. But they just as quickly accepted the Jude, Judaizers. can't remember the name. But basically people who came to the church and were telling them that in order to be saved, they have to live by the law that's in the first five, approximately five books of the Bible. Thou shalt not do that. Thou shalt do this. You know, um... And a lot of those are really good things to do, to follow, right? Like, don't kill your neighbor. Um, but, so my pastor was saying how the new covenant, so when Jesus cried on the, died on the cross for us, uh, salvation became, it came with freedoms. You're free now. And the change is internal. It doesn't start on the outside it starts inside your heart and comes out from there, which I'm going to talk about a little bit more later. But, yeah, it starts from your heart and it changes you from inside, not from the outside. Um, versus the old covenant, which kept people in bondage because they couldn't do this and they couldn't do that. And they, you know, all those rules uh, kept them caged in. It was also physical and it was external. So it wasn't in the heart. They were just following the rules because, because. Um, but many, I think, I feel like a lot of the Paul's letters to the churches say a lot about, like, you're not saved by law you or by, like, following the rules that God already basically said that that's not how you get saved. You're saved by grace through faith. You're saved by believing God, that believing that he's there in the first place, believing that he came down to earth as a person and he died for every law you have broken. And for that reason, you're no longer under the law. Every debt has been paid. You are free now. You don't have to sacrifice animals in place of the lie you told your mom the, the other day, right? Because... The ultimate lamb already died on the cross and has already paid for the lie you're going to tell your mom tomorrow. Don't lie to your moms. Um, so you see what I'm saying? Like, the law does not save you. It's faith that saves you. Jesus said to the adulteress that people threw in front of her. No. No. Sorry, wrong person. But he's told many sinners in, in the Gospels. It, well, yeah, we're all sinners. So, But if you read the Gospels, you'll see where he, where nobody, when a complete sinner, somebody who has never even, like, maybe even been to a church or, like, the temple or the synagogue, they were incredible sinners. And when they saw Jesus, they just came to him and were like, God, save me. And, for instance, the prisoner on the cross beside him. Do you think that person ever, like, tried to live under the law? Do you think he ever, um, like, sacrificed an animal to pay for his sins? No. But as soon as he 
declared Jesus as, did he declare Jesus as his Lord and Savior? Well, he said, Lord, uh, mm, let me see. Let me see what he said, huh? Um, he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. So literally all he did was, like, say to Jesus that he knew that Jesus was God. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in the in paradise. So what did he do? You think he had to get down and go and sacrifice things and confess to the priest? I'm sorry. No. As soon as he had faith in God, as soon as he believed that Jesus was beside him and dying on the cross... And was going to heaven afterwards. You know, he was saved. And he's in heaven right now. And I'm excited to meet that person. Um, so, what I'm trying to say is that rules, they're not what saves you. You break the rules, you're still saved. No sin can take away your freedom. Because your sins have already been paid for. The only sin that could do that is to always reject Jesus. And if you've already accepted him. I truly believe that if anybody accepts Jesus in their whole lifetime, even if they stray away at one point, I think they're still saved. But that's my own opinion. Um, and the Bible doesn't necessarily say that. So, uh, look it up for yourself. Yeah, do a study on it. It's cool. Um, basically what I'm trying to say is the law is a mirror. I wasn't really saying that, but whatever. The law is a mirror. The law was meant to put be put there because no human could ever ever do everything the law ever said to do right somebody from the beginning of time somebody or every person broke the law they could not be perfect they sinned until Jesus came so the law was there to show the humans that they're lost they're help, hopeless without, like, somebody perfect, right? If you break one law, the point was, the promise, I guess, was that one one broken promise, like, no, one, one sin equals death. And that still stands. But Jesus died for me. So the death has already been paid. The debt has been paid. And I'm... I might die physically, but I'll never die spiritually because after this lifetime on earth, my life starts. And I'm so excited. Um, but the law was meant to show people that they failed and they could not do it on their own. Because if they could follow the law perfectly, why would they need God? They'd be perfect. But the law shows you that you're not perfect. Because you have bared false witness against your neighbor. Or you might have dishonored your parents, right? Um, probably have, right? I have. I'm going to say that. I'm not perfect at all. Um, so, as soon as you do one little thing that the Bible says not to do, or the law anyways, you have sinned and you're worthy of death. And that shows you that you're imperfect and you need salvation. And if your pride is too much, like if you have too much pride to accept somebody else's help who could help you, that's the biggest mistake you could probably, you could ever make is to reject Jesus. And that's the only sin that will keep you 
from heaven. So, um, yeah, so when I talk about this, it's not, I'm not talking about all these limitations or these, like, standards uh, regarding music and, you know, clothes, dating, all this. It's not because this is what you have to do to be saved. And this is not the standard for every single Christian. Uh, let me give you an example. Uh, like, for me, I think, I, I don't know. Um, there are things that I believe in that you might not, uh, or you might be a little more, like, you're, you'll have higher standards than me, and go farther as to say that you shouldn't listen to any secular music, and maybe you really truly believe in that, and I respect that, because there are things that I believe in that I really truly believe in, and some people are like, you know what, that, no, why? And so, it's kind of hard for me because honestly, when you believe in something, you're like, you think it applies to everybody. But at the same time, some people truly, really believe that girls should not wear pants, right? And uh, I'm just like sitting around in my Adidas track pants right now and loving it because I love my pants. Um, that was a weird thing to say, but nobody cares. Um, but yeah, so I understand that if somebody really, truly believes in something, I understand that if you, you think that something that I really, truly believe is too extreme, that makes sense. Because for the person who doesn't wear pants, I also, well, I hope they wear, like, skirts. Uh, I, I respect that. That's cool. If you believe in that, stick to it. Don't let me, um, discourage you. But for me, personally, I think it's okay to wear pants. I don't think it's a sin at all. I think that's fine. I love to wear pants. I pretty much never wear skirts or dresses. So, uh, yeah. So that's kind of what I mean. Um, but let me now go on to tell you why I do share this with you and why I think it's important for teenagers to really look deep into what God says about these kind of, these kinds of subjects. Um, so, 1 Corinthians 10, 31, verse 31 says, Whether therefore ye eat or drink, or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. So, in this passage, I remember that Paul was talking about our liberty, our Christian liberty, because he understood that now that Jesus died for us, we were free, and you know, you weren't anymore under the bondage of law. And so he was saying, like, about eating food, because there's a lot of rules about eating food. There's unclean animals, such as pigs, that were not allowed to wear, eat pigs. And then there were the clean animals that they could eat, and then there was the food that was offered to idols that they could not eat. Um, and Paul was talking about how we're free. If you go to somebody's house and they said something before you, just eat it. You're free. You can eat it. But he's also, I'm not sure if it's exactly this passage, but he talks about the fact that you must be considerate of the other people around you. So uh, here's an example. There's a junior high youth leader. And I'm not saying, this is not a true story. This is just an example. There's a junior high youth leader. Um, and he's really good. And this, a junior high kid is really trying to find his way, um, because he lives, he lives in a world where there's a lot of, uh, non-Christian 
other junior hires who are doing really stupid things such as drinking and drugs and those kind of things. Um, and so he's really trying to figure out what is he actually supposed to do. Like it doesn't, doesn't matter. Um, but the youth leader has his liberty, right? He's free. Um, so he goes on a date with his wife. And it's their anniversary, so they have a little champagne, right? Um, he has his liberties. And so you could say that's fine. But uh, say the junior hire spotted him drinking al alcohol, whether it be a lot or a little bit. He spotted his youth leader, the one he's looking up to, um, for, as an example, um, drinking alcohol. Well, now what could what could that to do to the junior high, right? The junior high would be like, oh, well, I guess my youth pastor or leader is drinking alcohol. Like, guess it's fine. Um, and guess what? He goes to the parties and he gets drunk and... Uh, <laughs> then you could only imagine how many bad things could happen from that little incident, right? So Paul is telling us to be careful of our uh, our freedoms. Even though we are free to do it, we need to set an example for those around us, the weaker ones um, or even the ones who are not saved at all. If um, Just like if you act like a worldly teenager when you're with worldly teenagers? What if just one of them is trying to look to you to see if you're any different than anybody else because they're hopeless and they want to know something that would give hope, but you're standing there saying cuss words, um, indulging in things that are ungodly, you know, and they lose all hope because you're exactly the same as everybody else and going down the same path and there's no difference. You know, you know what I'm saying? So we're supposed to be considerate of the people around us, first of all, even though we have our liberties. Um, and then the next part, the, no, the next reason I have to actually set yourself standards is because even though we have liberties, God gave us his entire life, like, on earth. When he came down, he lived every second of his life to um, set an example for us, to live perfectly and let me tell you, he had temptations, and he went through the same struggles that we went through. Maybe not exactly the same, but he's gone through struggles, and he felt the pain, he felt the hurt, he felt the grief, he felt everything that we felt. And um, he never failed, because he's God. Um, and he lived his whole entire life. He didn't be like, oh, I'm free because I'm God, I can do what I want. He didn't go and party, you know with the sinners. No, instead he loved the sinners and taught them the love of God so that they could be saved. And then he went and died the worst death possible for them. So because he gave me his life, I've decided to give him mine. And that doesn't mean that I'm necessarily going to die for him. Maybe I will one day. And yeah, well, that's a different subject. But I want to give him my life while I'm still living it. And maybe you've never really heard of this before, because I don't think I ever really thought about it until recently, is that you can give God more than just your life at the end of it. Like, you don't have to just die for him. You should live, well, okay, I'm not going to say you should, because I want you to make your own choices. But I personally think that I should give, live 
every single second of my life for God because he lived every second of his. I truly believe this for me and for you. So I've told him that my life is his and to please use me. Um, but yeah, so whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Um, Luke 9, 28, verse 28. Oh, 23, sorry. Luke 9. I'm using a real Bible, people. I lost it, actually. No, I didn't. I left it at church on Friday because, um, last Friday because I was at youth group. And I was like, I felt like a part of me was missing on Saturday. I was like, no. Anyway, Luke 9, 23. And he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. For what, a, what is a man advantaged if he gain the whole world and lose himself or be cast away? So he's saying that if you're going to come after him, deny yourself, meaning deny, deny the things you want. Deny the things that, you know, you think you need and just, like, go after him. And, and yeah, so die to yourself. Like, kill the fleshly things and wants. And then it says, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it. So, um, but whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. So, not necessarily just lose it, meaning death, I don't think. I think what he means is lose the things that people see as a successful life like um money wealth fame wait money and wealth is the same well depending whatever but you know what i mean um and then he asks like what good is it for a man to be famous and rich and and lose lose his own soul like right just look at the celebrities today like they're rich and famous and yet so many struggle so bad because that does not fulfill them at all is this it doesn't it just doesn't it actually might even make it worse but i've never been there so i don't know um next this is prob this is something i've been seeing a lot of lately and this is kind of my last point um john 13 34 and 35 says well, I've written down but I don't know if I wrote the correct stuff down if you know what I mean sometimes I do some stupid things okay 34 a new commandment a new commandment I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you that ye also love one another by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one to another see how many times he said love in there um the new commandment is love that's the most important thing after Jesus came he taught that the new commandment was love and the greatest commandment was love John 14 15 and 21 that's kind of weird um if you love me keep my commandments he says in 15 and 21 he says he that hath my commandments and keepeth them he it is that loveth me and he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him, and will manifest myself to him. So he will show. Manifest means, like, reveal. So, um, Jesus will reveal himself to them. Which I actually understand. If you don't believe me, I'm sorry. Because I actually understand this now. Like, 
after he started searching for real for Jesus and, like, trying to figure it out, because he was always just this big man in the sky. I mean, not really, but, you know, it was just God. I didn't know God. And then I started searching for him, and it's like, it's like the Bible, unless you're actually searching for it, something. If you're actually reading, not just to get it uh, done, you actually see, like, the Bible comes to life because it's the Holy Spirit is, like, in the words, or, like, you know, it's the word of God. I don't know what I'm saying. No, I know what I'm saying. I'm just not sure how to put it into words. Like, if you're just reading the Bible to quickly read the Bible or just to finish the Bible so you could say you read the whole Bible versus if you read the Bible verse by, by verse to actually see Jesus and what he's like and God the Father and what he's like, he will, he will reveal himself to you. He says so right there. He will manifest. Well, he, that's if you keep his commandments. Um, and I don't, I truly believe that he's not talking about the commandments in, in the law because you're free after Jesus came. I think he's talking about the new commandment, which is love. And I will read, um, the passage where he says what the greatest commandments are. Um, but I'm going to read this quickly to you. John 15, I read this this morning, 9 through 14, um, as the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If you keep my commandments, listen closely, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, and if you do whatsoever, I command you. You know, if you do whatsoever, I command you. So he tells you, if you keep his commandments. Oh, jumping over to 17, he says it again. These things I command you, that you love one another. So he's like, if you love me, because I, lo I love you, right? He loves you right now. Like, he's speaking through me right now, saying, telling you he loves you. And if you love him back, you keep his commandments. And this is his commandment, that you love people, that you love the people around you, even if you don't. Love is not a feeling, by the way. Love is not a feeling. Love is a choice. It's a choice to love people. Even if you're mad at them, you still love them. And you forgive them because Jesus forgave you in the first place. And even if you, even if they don't love you, you love them. I love several people that don't even know I exist. And I love them a lot. And it's weird. But anyways, it's true. Um... Matthew 22, 36 through 40. Let me find it. Let me find it. 22, 36, 36 through 40. Master. This is uh, a Pharisee. So I'll, I'll do 34, okay? But when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. He is Jesus. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, that's Jesus, tempting him, Jesus, and saying, Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So, these, the things I discuss in my sessions, 
they're not rules, and I'm not trying to make you follow them. I just want to give you a little guideline. If you're having some trouble finding where you stand regarding things, I just want to be there to point out verses, find them for you guys, discuss my own personal um, experiences and thoughts, um, maybe just to help you out just a little bit. And if you don't like my advice, that's fine. You can go and search for it yourself. Actually, I really encourage you, go search for it yourself. I don't need you to listen to me. If you want to listen to me, that's cool. But if you don't, go search for it yourself. Um, but these things that I talk about, they're a personal choice. They're personal conviction. They're choices made because you want to please God, because you love Him, because He loves you. And he gave you his life, right? So, 2 Corinthians 3, 17 um, and 18 say, no, 2, 17, wait, something's wrong. Oh, I'm, first in, I'm in 1 Corinthians. I'm like, what is going on? No, 3, 17 and 18. Now the Lord is, the, is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with open face beholding as in the glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. So, we, let me read that for you guys um, in the New King James Version. 2 Corinthians three no they want me to download stuff okay um now the lord is the spirit and where is the spirit of where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty but we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the spirit of the lord so we're being changed because we love god we're being changed because of God. So, all the things I talk about in my sessions, I just want you guys to know that that's your own personal convictions, and I'm just here to share. Um, if you disagree, that's fine. If you agree, awesome. Doesn't really make a difference. Just search for yourself. After you listen to my podcast, maybe just go look up the verses I said, or make your own study, whatever. I just want you guys to choose for yourselves. It's not rules. It's just personal choices you make because you want to be wise and you want to live life to the fullest um, for Jesus and you want to live every second glorifying him and telling people of him through your actions because actions speak louder than words sometimes. Sometimes your actions scream. They scream at the world even though you don't know it. And they could scream bad things, or they could scream really good things. So, that's your own choice. Um, thank you for listening, you guys. I hope I could be of help today. Um, this one's 30 minutes long. Is that okay? I don't know. I don't think I can really do it anything else. My subjects, I'm telling you. Okay, um, where's my outro? I don't even remember anymore. Okay, if you want to check out my website, which is where you can contact me, it's called thestrangersessions.com. Um, so you can go check that out. I have a lot of posts up there just about things I've been going through and 
random things like that. Um, and yeah, thank you for listening, guys. Live differently and peace out. Oh, make sure, make sure, sorry. <laughs> I always do this. Make sure to give me a review on Apple Podcasts, please. Please, because I only have... Anyways, that would be cool. Anyways, um, and then... Yeah, I think that's all. Okay, live differently. Peace out.